Hi listeners, welcome to episode 33 of Define Normal. I'm excited to be back after a little break for Labor Day weekend. This week we are discussing the evolution of friendship. I have my friend Rachel joining me on the podcast. Rachel and I have been friends since middle school and our friendship has had its share of ups and downs and we finally have gotten to a place after honestly a few years of just like some tension and some weirdness and and just getting by of finally just being in a solid place again. So we talk about what our friendship means to us, how we got to this awkward place and how ultimately we got to a conversation that led us to the best place that our friendship has been in years. So I'm excited to share that with you. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the conversation and I hope it feels relevant to you. Friendship is hard, especially during a global pandemic when many of us are struggling to return text messages or FaceTime with their friends or just anything that requires any extra brain power. We have to have this understanding of our friends that they can't be there in the way they always have been, whether it's a global pandemic or new relationships or things they're going through in their own lives. As we get older, friendship just evolves and people who you used to talk to or see daily, you know, you talk to maybe once a month or once a week or it's a FaceTime catch up because you don't live in the same city anymore and just we get real about the evolution and how our friendship has changed throughout the years. Without further ado, here's my interview with Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Shelby. Welcome to Define Normal. I'm so excited to have you on today's episode. No, thank you. I am more than excited to have some nice chats with you. Today's episode is about the evolution of friendship. And as two women who are in our late 20s, which is so weird to say, there's been a lot of evolution in not only our friendship, but our friend group and just friends we've met through work and school, etc. I just think we're in this time in our life where friendship is constantly evolving, especially with people who you've known for a long time. So we'll get into all of it in a second, but just to give the mm-hmm. listeners like a little bit of background, Rachel and I have known each other since middle school and are still friends, <laughs> continued the journey from middle school to high school to post-grad, but that hasn't gone without its moments, to be frank, like tough friendship moments. I wanted to talk to Rachel because she's one of my few friends where I feel like we've had a very honest conversation about those friendship moments. It was pretty eye-opening and I and it was recent. We had the conversation, you know, in the past few months while I was home for quarantine, we just kind of, we were talking more frequently and it eventually just came up. I wanted to bring Rachel on the podcast to kind of talk about this live and I think it could be helpful to a lot of people. I know it was helpful to us. So I want to share a little bit about how we became friends, you know, what were the wrinkles in our relationship and, and how we got past them. Love it. With that said, I want to kick it over to Rachel to kind of describe our friendship. It, I was saying to her before we started recording, this is the first podcast where, or one of the first, I guess the one I did on COVID was similar. We're like, it's not me interviewing the person. It's like I was involved too. So super interesting. But Rachel, I'm going to kick it to you to describe our friendship. I would definitely say like our friendship is, it's complex. Like you said, it's had its highs, it's had its lows. But what I respect about our friendship the most is we're willing to get down to like the nitty gritty, find out our true feelings about one another and why we have those feelings. I don't have many friends who I'm able to do that with. You and I's friendship is just, it's very real. It's very authentic. 
we definitely have done things that each other may or may not like loved in that moment, but we were able to straight up like tell each other like later on, maybe not in that exact moment, but like later on, hey, this is where I'm at and this is where I'm feeling. And I actually like love that part of you and I. It's so sincere. I think we've done like a great job at becoming like more empathetic for each other. There's just like a mutual respect. Yeah, it's like very truthful. I love it. It's a good, it's a good friendship. I would agree. I think it took us some time to get there and being more empathetic toward each other is the perfect way to put it. Cause I think when we were having our issues, it was a root of like, I felt like you weren't seeing me and you felt like I wasn't seeing you. And we were both being like, well, this is what I think. We didn't really feel supported in the friendship. So I think we both kind of existed in it. We didn't go away from it, but we, we just sat in it. Almost like going through the motions. We've been friends for so long and we're going to stay friends, but we're also going to just like tiptoe around these issues that we have because all of our close friends are still friends. So we have to make this work. Exactly. So that was really interesting because I'm, I'm a very like direct person, but I found myself for the sake of the relationship and friend group, not being direct. So I, I there were periods of time and I guess... When I think about it, it feels like so long ago, but it wasn't. I think about when I first graduated college or I even think about in college, like some of the things that happened in college, but then after college, and then we probably came to like in our late adulthood, not a late adulthood, but late 20s, maybe like around (laughs) 26, 27, it became a little more like, okay, I don't know that we ever frankly had the conversation until recently, but I think it became a more, it became more apparent like, okay, something is not all the way there yeah like we're off and I felt like we both felt that we just needed to get there right to talk about it and I also just think like for me part of it was avoidance because it's like Mm -hmm. I don't we don't live in the same place we're like in a long distance friendship so when I was home I would feel really uncomfortable but I wasn't home that often so it's like okay for this like three times a year I come home I can be uncomfortable and then you know then I move on and I go back to my life and similar to you it's like okay Shelby's home our friends are getting together I saw her for a dinner I asked her some questions about her life she asked me some questions we kept it cordial we move on yeah to me that was kind of the existence which was kind of weird because we were all subconsciously like close with the other friends in the group so it was like a weird situation very weird vibe for sure very weird very weird Generally speaking, and then we could also apply this to us, like, what do you think is the hardest part about going through different life stages with your friends? Because I think in some ways that's what attributed to the the drift or a little bit of the awkwardness is like, we were just living completely different lives after we graduated and not, like going into high school, all of that. So like, let's talk about that a little bit. When you're going through those different phases of life, like you inherently we'll start to lean on the people who are going to the same things you are. It's easier to relate to people who are experiencing those same things in life. And it's easy to kind of push your friends in the dark who aren't going through those things because you feel like they can't relate to you. I think honestly, for me, though, like one of the hardest things was personally, you know, my life was changing very rapidly. I got engaged. It was just like boom, boom, boom. And it was almost like I was super nervous to let some of my closest friends in because 
I was nervous what they were going to say to me. And like, I was on like such this high that I was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to know what they have to say because I know they're going to be skeptical and it's going to freak me out. And I, I was almost like nervous for that. Then I felt like I put some of my closest friends more like in the dark and just kept living through like my emotions. It definitely like wasn't fair. And at the end of the day, like I definitely lacked courage and like transparency. And that's something I definitely recognize now and have self-reflected about. But all in all, like through those stages of life, like the most difficult part and why I think friends definitely separate is one, because one of them's worried what the other one's going to think, or two, they're just able to relate to others in a better way. That makes total sense. It was kind of weird for me because I felt like I was in it, but I wasn't. And when I reflect on it, I was like, I think what made it really weird for me is I remember like getting phone calls for like the highs. I remember the day after your first date with Corey and I remember talking to you on the phone and you being like, yes, I went on a date with Corey and like Rachel um, Elam introduced you to and you were like, yeah, so I think I'm going to marry him. And you're like, I think this, you're like, I know I sound insane, but I like, this is what I think is going to happen. And I remember getting that phone call, but then I remember I was home for Thanksgiving and I don't remember what year this was. It was probably, it was 2016, 2015, maybe 2016. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, 2016. I was home for Thanksgiving and you were like, hey, like come to Corey's, like he's having like people over and I was like okay so I come to Corey's and you're giving me a tour of the house and your stuff's in the house and at one point I look at you on the tour and I was like do you live here it's like I just like fully was confused I was like you did you did I distinctly remember it (laughs) and you're like yeah yeah I've been living here of course we alluded to I guess I should give more uh, context there like we have we're a group of four to five of us like it started as four Mm -hmm. and then like Lauren is like definitely part of our group Lauren Lisa and Emily Rachel and I are Mm -hmm. all like kind of our group from high school and of course I texted Emily and I was like yo did you know Rachel's living with Corey like (laughs) I mean I because I was like I don't I just went to the house and her stuff is here for me that's when it started to get weird and it, it makes sense that you explained it that way of like you were afraid what we would think Natalie, my college roommate, was on the podcast, and she knows, and she says, like, I'm the biggest skeptic. Like, I'm like, when she met Stu, she's like, I met this guy, I'm seeing him. Like, her rollout to me was very quiet, because I was like, right. what do you, like, what? I'm the first person to say what. But I love it, because you own it. <laughs> yes, I'll come around. Like, I'm never, yeah. if my friends are happy, obviously, I think Corey's great. I've never had anything negative to say about Corey, but, like, the moment they know that like the moment they mm-hmm. tell me, I'm going to be like, wait, what is going on? And so I, I think yes. that that's like a funny assessment to hear what was going through your head of like, I just want to be happy, ride my high. I didn't want anyone being like, do we know him? Like, are you sure? Yes. <laughs> and so you didn't tell us and we were like, what is happening? I didn't. I just quietly moved the things in and got a dog. <laughs> literally you guys got a dog and you lived it I was like "Uh, uh, uh, okay (laughs) yes that's definitely an example of of that moment but I I think the juxtaposition was really interesting because it's like you were telling me things and I was telling you things Mm -hmm. but like also not really I was I was telling you the things that you wanted to hear let's be honest (laughs) the things that I was like this isn't gonna cause any any rift like we're like she's not gonna be too skeptical like I have to ease into this didn't go as planned when you (laughs) 
came on over and like, hey, show. Here's my stuff. I think that I underestimate, and you can tell me if you think this is true. As a friend, I underestimate how much my friends care about my opinion. It's wonderful. Like your opinion is wonderful. It's insightful. It's it's strong. It's you. But yes, it's it's very valued at the end of the day. Like I value your input because I think highly of you as a person. You know what I mean? That has been a big reflection of it because I have very strong opinions. But at the end of the day, I think a big thing that I learned through our conversation was people care. I'm not going to say I don't care about my friends' opinions. I don't think that's true. But I think that I don't care as much. And not because I don't value you guys' opinions, but I'm just like very insular as a person. I don't share as much. You know what I mean? Like how many moments yeah. can you can you think where you're like, Shelby called me and told me this like big scoop? Like Right. No. <laughs> like I don't I don't really like do that. So I, I guess I'm so insular that I forget the the things I say like mean something. I would have never guessed in that moment that you were like yeah, I'm just not going to tell her because I'm not ready. (laughs) So that's really, really funny. What are things that you think we could have done better in that stage or in general to be better friends to each other? It's definitely a learning process. I mean, I think about our friendship and the evolution it's taken, you know, you and I are not the same people we were five, 10, 15 years ago, which is literally like, crazy to say like 15 years ago one for sure transparency I think I needed to be more like you in the fact of not worrying as much what you would think because at the end of the day I think that it would have gone over so much smoother if I would have just been like hey this is this is what's going on I'm very happy this is where I'm at in life I feel good in my decisions but ultimately, communication, we definitely lacked on that part. There would be like a little bit of communication and I feel like we would get upset with each other. Like I do remember like some risky like messaging back and forth and like that, that never aided the issue. We should have put in more effort to genuinely like meet up, whether it's in person, like FaceTime, phone call, like so much can be taken wrong over text message and I like distinctly remember standing in my kitchen one day and we we had a little bit of an issue (laughs) over text and I I remember like I totally like drew myself in in that moment I was like you know what if we're going to be like this I I just I just needed to back up and kind of withdraw from the situation which obviously did not help us in any way shape or form it's so funny like because we even in our phone call like over COVID like a few months ago I didn't we didn't even talk about that like this these specific details of like I -hmm. also remember that text message exchange and I was living here I was living in Chicago and I remember Mm -hmm. where I was because I was taking a break from work or like getting a coffee or something I don't even drink coffee but I was like taking what we call a coffee walk where I just like Mm -hmm. leave my desk and like walk around I thought about this because I've been in I've been living in Chicago for the past few months and I remember exactly where I was I was like walking back to the office and we were having this like heated text exchange and I remember being Mm -hmm. so pissed because I was just like this is a person who has known me since middle school and I felt like you were committed to like misunderstanding me and you probably thought the same to me but it felt just like I think to me I was like how did we get here like it felt very like 
Because when you think about freshman year of college, like when you're at U of A and I'm at Kent, like we're talking all the time, we're FaceTiming, you're telling me about your roommate, like, but it goes back to what you said about similar life stages. Like we had both gone away to college, we were both having these new experiences, mm-hmm. we were talking all the time, like all is well. I felt like as soon as that was, as soon as our lives were no longer the same, which is pretty much after freshman year of college, our lives were never the same again. It was like, okay, our lives aren't similar, we aren't friends. Like, and it kind of felt like, Every time I spoke, like, I could never say the right thing. And you probably felt the same. I remember, and it's it's so funny, because I, I don't know, I'll just never forget. Like, I remember you we were talking, and you were like, well, you, like, you think you're better than people because you don't, because you don't live in Dayton, and you think negatively of people who live in Dayton. And I was like, I have not wanted to live in Dayton since I was in elementary school. Anyone who knows me knows, like, when I was old enough to leave home, I was leaving home. So I felt bad in that moment, because I was like, have I made her feel that way? No, you knew. You, I, like, at the end of the day, like, I knew that to be true. It was just something that I was like, you know, I'm going to use this in this moment, even though I knew it wasn't true. Like, I, I felt like I needed something to, like, anchor me. And it, it, was, it was not a good choice of words. It was not a good decision on my part. I mean, I don't think we, either of us said, of course, classic, I remember the things that are said to me, not the things I said, but I remember just being suddenly then, like, so defensive of my life, where I was Mm -hmm. like, I felt like we were celebrating our lives together, and now I feel like I have to defend the life I I want, and I have. And so that was really weird, because I think we both felt in defense of the lives that we chose. Yes, I felt like we were both constantly, like, on the defense, trying to convince each other that one of us was right which no like that's it's just we both were in different stages and we just honestly I think we also lacked like the maturity to respect that of each other and I also think what's interesting about the friendship at least to me is like you've had you had some pretty big moments during our friendship weirdness like Mm -hmm. you met the guy you wanted to marry well you went through a breakup I remember the day you called me about your breakup. I, I remember all of these things. Like I was, I was in New York and I was walking out of my internship at Complex and you called me and you're like, all right, like that relationship's over. Then mm-hmm. when I got home, you and Corey went on your date and then I came home again and you guys lived together. But then from there, it was kind of like weird. Like we were seeing each other, but we're in our tiptoeing phase. Like no one said anything mean, but we're tiptoeing. But through, yeah. through that engagement, marriage, breakups, losing your grandfather, like all the things that happened to you, it was weird Mm -hmm. because I was like there even though we weren't good. Like it was very strange. Like we weren't on good terms, but I was like, I don't, it felt very weird because it's like I can't not go. Like obviously I care about this person, but we also are like in a weird riff thing. Yeah, I... I, like, feel like I'm, I don't know, I feel like I'm going to tear up. Like, I think one of, like, most eye-opening moments in our friendship was when my grandma passed away. And you know how much, like, she just, like, loved you so dearly. After the funeral, everyone, like, came over. And it's literally my entire family, like, just my, like, intimate, like, close family. And you. (laughs) Like, it was literally just you and my family. I felt like so at home. I remember you like you leaving afterwards and like I remember like looking over to Corey and I'm I'm like, yeah, she's like one of my best friends. Like I like I had no other words. Like it's moments like that in life that you're like just like simply reminded, like through through all of it, 
at the end of the day through thick and thin like we might not be blood but you like you are family to me so well that's emotional (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think that was the oddest part right like we we talk about these big moments like losing your grandparents the wedding all of those things and like being there Mm -hmm. like I even think about the wedding I mean, we can get in, we can get into the drama of that. Again, it's like another moment where I remember where I was, but at your, after your wedding, we're like cleaning up and like putting things in cars and like driving people places. And I remember being like, Rachel and I are not good enough friendship, friendship wise for me to be in her wedding right now, but I am at her wedding and not even like, it's like weird. It's like sec, not even second guessing. Like I'm at your wedding, helping your mom and brother put stuff in the car, like drive people home. And I was just like, it was the weirdest relationship where we were like, okay, like we're still not a hundred percent, but like you just are kind of doing your friend obligations like blindly. Yes, absolutely. You just, you nailed that one. Couldn't agree more. It was just like, we, it's weird, but I'm still going to do the things that we feel our right to do for each other I it's very it's very strange it is very strange what do you think caused us to get to a place where we were more candid about our issues like what was the catalyst us getting there COVID happened I I don't want to say like oh that's like the sole reason by any means there was definitely things that happened before that that were getting me in like a headspace of you know there are things that I need to address personally within myself and you know therapy does some wonders for you through therapy finding more out about myself feeling better about like who I like really am led me to unfortunately distance myself from my friends again because I felt like they would not like like actual version of me so I just to make myself feel comfortable just decided to distance myself and not attend things because I just I didn't want to feel peer pressured into stuff and a lot of that was like with our home friend group I remember we we called each other and well no you were home you were home COVID was kind of weird and I was like hey I know you're busy but like if we could grab coffee or whatever I would love to catch up and chat with you because at the end of the day but I feel like I'm almost like a minority here in Dayton, Ohio, and you're one of my friends that I can candidly speak to and not, again, feel judged. And I called you, and I kind of told you where I was at and why I wasn't attending the friend things, even, like, when you were home. But, like, when our whole friend group would get together, I've kind of, like, made the conscious decision, like, I... I'm not like a huge drinker by any means. That's something like I used to engage in and it's something I've really like, I'm like, you know what? That doesn't make me feel good. Like the next day I'm not in great headspace. So I'm going to stop doing that because that's what feels right to me. And I, again, was worried that our friend group would judge me for those decisions. And you and I kind of started our like real honest conversation right then and there when I told you like, hey, this is where I'm at. These are the decisions I've made for myself. And this is why things have been the way they've been. And then I felt like that led you and I into like a, just an awesome, like real deep conversation. I remember that conversation and I, and I 
said to you that I was sorry because I was like, I don't know, there's like all these, actually, I said I was sorry because days before we were at um, Lisa's house and we like ordered food and like sat outside and like had a couple of drinks and I remember being like, I don't know if you had to work or like why you weren't there. I don't remember if you genuinely had to work or if it was just like a situation of like you didn't want to come. I remember sitting on the patio and just being like kind of bitter about it. Like I was annoyed that you didn't come and then I was like annoyed that you didn't ever come to anything and then I was talking about like the wedding and like how that situation impacted me and like I remember just kind of like saying everything I needed to say to you out loud. Like we're all sitting at a table and like just to give them a little more context of our friend group, I would say I'm the most confrontational one, shocker, but like everyone else is like very Switzerland. Like they might have like their little comments here or there, but like they're not very frank. And honestly, me getting, me being really frank is often what gets me in trouble, but it's my personality. (laughs) So I am sitting at the table and I'm like, Rachel doesn't come to things. I don't understand what's going on. Our friendship hasn't been the same since that, since the wedding anyway. Because, like, when I wasn't in your wedding, it wasn't even not actually being a bridesmaid. Because if we're keeping it 100, like, that's not actually fun. Uh, I'm so sorry to my friends who are getting married. But, like, being a bridesmaid is, like, expensive and a lot of traveling and, like, a dress you'll never wear again and all that. So, like, it wasn't that I didn't get to do that. It was, like, the rite of passage of being in someone's wedding. Like, you've been friends since middle school. It was, like, almost embarrassing to be a guest at your wedding. To, like, have your family and, like, all of our friends be in the wedding. And me be like, yeah, I'm just, you know, just here, just hanging. We never talked about that, though. Like, I knew how I felt. Maybe Emily knew how how I felt. Like, I never really said anything to anyone else. Then, for some reason that day at Lisa's, I just was like on a spiral and I was just like yeah and like this annoys me and like the friendship has never been the same and like Lisa's husband was there and I thought to myself like okay I just said a lot and like (laughs) if anybody repeats back to Rachel what I just said I'm gonna be really upset because like I should say it to her I'm talking behind her back right now and like it just would feel bad if like one of them, even not maliciously, if they just were like, yo, Shelby was over yesterday and she seems upset with you, like, even that would have been uncomfortable. So when you right. called to talk about just, like, how you changed in your evolution, I was like, hey, like, I actually need to apologize. Like, we are at Lisa's and, like, I said X, Y, Z. And I think that, like, led into further, like, okay, well, let's talk about it. Because I basically was, like, airing my grievances of how I felt, like, I'm not perfect, but I'm, like, I'm showing up. I am showing up, like... Even when I don't feel like I should be showing up, like I'm still showing up and I felt like it's still not working. It's like I'm doing the things, but I just, I was kind of like, I don't know. I don't think I was ever at a place of just wanted to be done with it because there's so much history, but I was just like sick of being embarrassed and putting effort into it. Cause like even the wedding shower was embarrassing because like obviously there are tears to friendship. Like there are friends who feel like family, then there are friends who like just your friend. So I'm like, I, I felt like just a friend at all those things at your wedding shower I was doing something and Lisa was like oh no like she didn't mean it maliciously but she was basically like you're not you're not in the wedding party you don't help with this and it was like that is like this is awkward I'm sitting in the corner with people who were like your friends but like not in our friend group so I was just like this is really awkward anyway all that to say I was just like we gotta have this conversation because obviously I'm harboring so much like resentment and annoyance about the conversation that just like randomly I've said all these things I've word vomited (laughs) all these things and like mixed company so I think 
that to me like made me kind of come clean when you called me like it may have been like a day or two after I was like okay like let's talk about that legit like I know how cheesy it sounds but the truth how you like genuinely feel like it's going to set you free like I feel like so many people struggle struggle with that like I clearly did I I was not transparent I was not honest and look where it led us it led us down a terrible path that I deeply regret and it's a lot of stuff that we've hashed out but I mean I wish I I just wish things on my end would have been a little bit different how did you feel like once we had that conversation like because like you said it was two parts it was basically part of you being like this is who I am now like I'm no longer the Rachel you guys knew in high school or Mm -hmm. college or even like early adulthood like this is my evolution and then there was like this whole like Shelby and Rachel like friendship conversation after that did you feel relieved were you like shocked by what was said like when we hung up from the phone like what was your reaction I got in the shower and cried literally like I so cancer of me I literally like I felt like a weight that has been on our friendship for seven years we said so much and it was a lot to digest but like it was one of the best feelings I've had in a long time and I remember probably like an hour after we talked then we were texting each other how much that conversation meant to us. Wow, that was that was a lot of hard shit, but I I am so fortunate that we had that conversation because ever since we've had the conversation, I feel like our emotions and our friendship, it's like everything's just been like flooding out of my mouth and I'm like, Oh yeah, and this, this and this. I'm able to have conversations with you that feel so much more natural. Like I'm not just like going through the motions just trying to keep this weirdness just you know like let's just get by and be friends mama back to us I almost like have the same sentiment I kind of as someone who's really direct I felt like in some ways the friendship couldn't handle it like there are times where I was like if I say speaking about like our emotional maturity because I think being direct isn't always positive it can be very hurtful I've had to grow up and learn that like just because I want to say something or I think it doesn't mean it's going to be well received part of my not being direct is also like knowing you and knowing that like in the moments that I really wanted to say what I wanted to say, it possibly could have made things worse. Like if I was as direct as I was in that phone call in like 2016, it might've been like, okay, mm-hmm. you know what? Like I'm good. Like I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I thought about that a little bit cause I regretted not being more frank, but I just wasn't getting me anywhere. Like I felt like every time I did, I was like, well, it's not helping. <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like that's something that you wanted more from me, and I I wasn't willing to give that because I'm like, I don't want to feel these feelings. It's just going to make me sad, and this could just make us more weird, but at the end of the day, like, all it did was make it stronger. Yeah, and, like, speaking of empathy, there was just, like, a lot going on. Like, I didn't feel – there were times where I was, like, kind of just mad about it, but I was like, fine, like, you have – we both have other friends. We live in different cities. And, like, admittedly, you were just going mm-hmm. through a lot of things. Like, I'm, like, I can't really be yelling at Rachel. She's, like, engaged and married and, like, you know, like, losing important family members. Like, I don't really – I mean, what am I supposed to say? Like, hey, hello, our friendship. So I think there's also space for that. Like, speaking more generally about friendships is, like, learning how, although it hurts you, sometimes it's not always, like – the most important thing in that person's life in the moment, which sounds 
bad. Like, obviously, you love your friends, but, like, if you ranked the things you were going through in that moment, you weren't like, and I've got to fix this with Shelby, is, like, probably not even number five when it's, like, all the other things that were going on at that time. Yes, absolutely. Very hard. So what do you think, I mean, we talked about this a little, but, like, what have you learned from our friendship? Both the time we've spent, like, together in a good way and the time we spent kind of going through this weird pattern. It's propelled me into another level, like, of emotional maturity. I feel like, one, it's definitely made me more honest towards other people. Like, I'm very much, let me just sit back, I'm going to take this, or I'm just not going to say anything or remove myself from the situation. No, it's definitely taught me, like, no, speak up more in those moments. And it's definitely taught me, like, okay, two friends are in two different, completely separate phases of their life. What are you going to do to support this friendship? What type of effort are you going to put into this friendship? Because at the end of the day, like, we're not going to have a ton in common when you you are living in a different we're living in completely different cities you're really trying to advance yourself in your career as was as was I at the same time but I also was like newly married so I think like having conversations with yourself and figuring out like what efforts are you going to put into this to support each other like through whatever endeavors they may be experiencing throughout life I think I learned to have a little more empathy, but I think I've also learned that people care what I think. I mean, I don't know. I just think we underestimate. Obviously, people care what you think. We all care what each other thinks within our realm of friendship. But I think I never... It was really illuminating to me to see how much it mattered. Not just me, but all of us. Mm-hmm. Like, what you weren't telling us because you wanted all of us to be happy for you and excited for you. And I... I don't want to be that person that feels like I'm the court of law for what's appropriate and like what is supposed to happen. And I do feel like because I do speak up, sometimes I be, I'm just because I'm the loudest. Sometimes I am put in that position of like, well, Shelby is going to speak out against it or like Shelby doesn't approve. And I want all of my friends, whether it be friends I've had for 10 years or friends I've had for 10 days to feel like they have the agency to do what they want and I will support them. To me, it's it's really not about people living similar lives. It's about respect, right? Like, I'm really, mm-hmm. really big on respect. And as long as I feel respected, I'm not... I am not judging what people decide to do. I have a lot of friends, especially with COVID, who are in new relationships. I think we've just all had the time to slow down. So people who have been, you know, perpetually single since I've met them are, like, in these relationships. And it's changed the dynamic, but I think... As long as I feel respected in the friendship, I'm not ever going to be judging what other people are doing. Because it's not my life. Like, you know what I mean? And I think if you were commenting to me, Shelby, I think it's crazy that, like, you feel the need to live in New York City and, like, rent is so much. And, like, what is your real goal there? Like, are you going to live? Like, I wouldn't be entertaining that conversation because I think it's disrespectful. So I just think, like, I want people to feel the same way toward me, like, I have agency over my life, and if Shelby says something about my life that I don't like, like, I can say to her, like, I don't really feel like having that conversation. Like, I ask that you support me, and that's really it. But like you said, when you're young, it, it takes that – it's that lack of confidence. Like, it's easy to say at 28, like, I like my life. I don't really care what other people have to say about it. But mm-hmm. to feel so rooted in your beliefs at, like, 22 is a little different. Right. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And I feel like I have felt that growth from you like immensely. Like I also that conversation we had, like I have never left a conversation like feeling so comfortable and like almost like secure. Like I was, I was like, wow, I let myself worry for so long that she was like so upset with me and we just were like in this hard place. But as soon as I told you why my actions were the way they were, you were like, oh, I have an understanding. And we just, we were able to like, again, like relate and respect one another. And I, I hope that you felt like I was able to be a lot more open with you than I have definitely like in past moments and past conversations that we've had. Yeah, you were really open and I would say also supportive because when I think about like our early conversations and I, I would say like mm-hmm. the person I talk to this about the most would be like my mom and probably the same with you and or Corey. Yeah. I would say to my mom, like, I feel like they're excited for me in this weird way. It felt like you felt like you had to clap for me like earlier, not now, but in earlier in the friendship, it's like, oh, yeah. well, we should feel like what Shelby's doing is cool. So we're going to like. I felt like every time we were together, it's like an ego stroke. Like everyone's like, oh my God, like you live in New York. That's so cool. Your life is so cool. But I'm like, they don't really care. Like they're saying that, but they don't Mm -hmm. like really care or have an interest. I guess I have an interest in their lives, but it feels like we're this tension. So I'm like, I think we're both just saying like, oh, that's so great. Like how's nursing going? And you're like, oh, that's so great. Like how's New York? And we're like talking to each other in this sing-songy voice. So I think I left... (laughs) <laughs> that conversation being like, okay, like now we're at a place where it's like, okay, you're actually actually interested in like in my life. Whereas before I felt like it was like, we just have to say, it was like a lot of niceties. Like, oh, like mm-hmm. I saw on Instagram, you did X, Y, Z. Like, how was that? I, not knowing the characters, I think the, the hardest part for me is I feel like we took a break from our friendship and we spent a lot of time of things like you would know about my life or I would know about your life, like not really mm-hmm. being involved in each other's lives. So the obvious stuff I know, but there is a lot of stuff where I'm just like, oh, we just kind of lost that time. Right. It was very, very surface level. We're just going to, we're going to get through this and just ask each other like the general broad questions and that be it. And call and it a day. I feel like, and call it a day. And I don't know. I feel like we, we're back to, we're back to where we used to be. Which makes me happy. So for my last question, what advice would you give someone who's going through a similar thing? Like if friends were going through a similar situation, what would you tell them? If a friend were, you know, kind of in this, I don't know, I guess you could call it situational ship. <laughs> One, sort out your feelings. Know that they are valid definitely sleep on it. If you continue to feel the way that you do, like it needs to be addressed. I will say taking a break and that friendship, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily do you any good. If anything, like it's only going to make you drift farther apart. And like you said, be direct. You want to be direct, but also be respectful because you are going to say things in a friendship that your friends aren't going to love to hear. But at the end of the day, in order for it to be genuine and real like those things are going to have to be said I definitely would just encourage people to be true to themselves be true to their friends be intentful with your actions don't ask just those surface level things like if you genuinely care 
be better. Make time. Make the time. Make the effort. You don't have to send me something like, let's have a phone call. Let's get some dinner. Let's let's just hash it out. Being intentional goes a long way. Like people aren't going to be perfect. We go through seasons and I think sometimes I have older friends who keep telling me like, as you get older, you're going to lose friends, which makes me sad, but they're like, you just don't have the space for it. And some of these friendships fall out, but the friendships that you do want to keep. And I think that we both wanted to keep the friendship. I think it's easy to say we kept the friendship going because we're part of a friend group, but I also, Uh I also have friends that I was part of groups with who I have dismissed. So I think like, although it was like the group, I think we did actually want to be friends with each other. And which is why we sat in it for so long. So I would advise someone, like, if you want to keep the friendship, just, like, have the hard conversations. Because I, you're right, like, I didn't always want to have those conversations because I wasn't perfect. So I don't, I didn't know, like, what was going to be said about me. And then, like, it's funny how you call out your cancer. Like, you're a little more emotional than I am. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Beyond my tough exterior, I'm emotional, but like you're more outwardly emotional than I am. So I was like, oh, well, Mm -hmm. if I say these things, like I'm going to hurt her feelings, which is like, that's a, that's not a great place to be where you feel like you've really hurt your friend. So I just feel like you have to be intentional, but if you really want the friendship, you just have to have the hard conversations. It's not going to be fun, but neither is the feeling of an almost failed friendship. So if I knew what I know now, then I probably would have tried to say more. Oh, absolutely. I feel like living through that, I I just wish I would have known sooner and just had my, I just acted on it sooner and been better. But like you said, we, we grow and we respect each other and definitely those hard conversations are definitely needed. Thank you, Rachel, for coming on the podcast and being really vulnerable. I know that when I asked you, I was like, I think she's going to say yes, but it's just like also very vulnerable for us to have like our personal conversation rehashed for the sake of my content but I really think that it's going to be helpful to people friendship as we get older is really hard I mean it just is so I think it's important that we talk about it yep because we need each other absolutely we do thank you so much for having me Thank you for listening to another episode of Define Normal. If you like the episode or have any feedback for me, please leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Define Normal. See you next week.